What's up, party people? On this episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast, as we continue to prepare you for your draft, we're going to start talking about the players that go undrafted, somebody in a really, really deep league or uh, somebody you want to pay attention to the waiver wire, the best undrafted team. Also, giving you our best draft tips, our draft tactics. This is our draft tactics episodes. Lots of great tips going on here to prepare you for your draft. All that and much more on this episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. All right, Brain. You don't like me and I don't like you. Well, let's just do this and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. podcast. This place is an untapped resource. I love it! With your host, Flex and Bliss. You almost think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Alex Marchetti. Your voice is like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. For the everyday fantasy sports player. I would rather listen to Fran Drescher for eight hours. Help! Now, I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now... On with the show, party people. What's up, party people? Welcome, 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 welcome to another fantastic, informative, and always entertaining episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. I am your man, Fifty Grand Flex Hitless, here with my co-host, live and direct, with much respect, and the best BFA, Alex Marchetti. What's up? You're the best BFA. Yes. Okay. So everybody else listening to us is not. They're you're better than all of them. Gotcha. Damn. I'm walking away. Now, now you want to sound like like everybody. Else. So you're the guru. You're 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 the expert. Uh, I'm the favorite BFA. You know what? I respected your your right to say it. Damn it! I respect favorite BFA. Alex Marchetti. All right, <laughs> cut the what I said before. Okay. No, no, no. We'll let, we'll let it rock. Come on, please. It's all it's all it's all in good fun. Um, what's up, party people? Once again, uh, follow us always on Instagram and on Twitter at BFB Podcast. I've been getting a good amount of people that's been hitting me up that's uh, been asking about like uh, just you know what would you do with Zeke here? Who are you looking at at this pick? I got the eleventh pick. Who are we looking at? This that and third. They ask me a couple of questions. Please hit us up. Don't be afraid to ask us any questions you want. BFB Podcast. Uh, for Twitter, Instagram, and oh, as always, check out our um, Instagram. I mean, our website. Excuse me, our website. I just got like an update right now talking about Justice Hill, your guy. I literally just got an update on my phone talking about it. <laughs> Justice Hill has the makings of a third down running back. Uh, as I was finishing saying, check out the website www.betterfantasybureau.com. Uh, you love Justice Hill this year, which I, I for reasons I don't know why you love him as much as you do, but. Uh, you do. So, uh, I just don't think it's going to be an office where he thrives. Anyways, uh, lots going on. Uh, just once again, also, we're going to keep doing this. Uh, not keep doing this, but wanted to shout out again, Rue House Legends. Thank you very much for the tickets that I won in your raffle for the Fantasy Football Focus Football Live podcast taping that is now uh, live. You can check it out there. But, um, yeah, so I was at that show, and it was fun, and thank you to Brewhouse Legends. So the third episode of the week, we're moving along. We're trying to get as much information as we can to you guys because this is, like, now draft season. Mock draft season is coming towards an end, but this is already draft season. Uh, and if you guys haven't heard already and you guys, you know, but you've been listening to the show, you know I, I really promote the Sleeper app a lot. It is a great app to do your mock drafts, my favorite app to do the mock drafts. I like also using ESPN because I trust their rankings more than Yahoo uh, personally. But it just takes like an hour, half an hour sometimes to do a mock draft and it gets annoying. So, but uh, definitely the sleeper app. You do, you know, I'm doing like mock drafts in five minutes, adjusting it every way for every one of my leagues, even my keeper leagues, putting the keepers in already and everything. So, uh, definitely if you want to, if your draft is not happening yet, I got two drafts this weekend coming up. So, how many leagues are you in? I'm in four. Okay. I'm in four, bro. I'm in six. I'm in six. I'm going to post that question out there, actually. I'm going to post that question out there to uh, see how many leagues our listeners and our followers are are in. How many leagues is too much for you? Like, you're like, whoa. I thought it was five, but I'm in six now, so we're going to figure it out. Because one year I was in five, and I was like, this is too much. Yeah, it gets to a point where, like, before, you know, when you're you're pretty much, uh, you know, a casual fantasy player, you know, you, you usually root for the players that you have, right? But 
when you get to a point where you have five multiple you're in multiple leagues uh you can't really root for a player. You just all you're doing is like pr- pretty much just buying shares and just. But then it comes seeing to how it pans out. But by then the it end always the comes season. to that point, like in the middle of the season, where you're kind of like, there's like this league that you're like, ah, I got care more about this league this year. You know what I mean? Like, you have like that one team that you just kill with a like, guy. I care about more about this league. I guess you know. I guess you have that. Um, talking about some news, Marquetti. We're talking about some news that's going around in the NFL right now. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Arizona Cardinals are closing in on a deal with the veteran free agent wide receiver Michael Crabtree. He visited a few weeks ago. He didn't agree to terms, but it is almost there this time. Uh, what do you think this does for, what do you think the value Michael Crabtree's at now? And do you see any help maybe to Kyler Murray or anything like that? No, to me, he still remains undrafted. Uh, you have to see how he does while he plays. You know, you got to monitor that. Like right now, it's too late in the game for him to build a rapport with Kyler Murray. You know, that's going to take some time. So, uh, and also, football shape. Is he in football shape? You know, he has to get into football shape. So, he might be someone that might elevate midseason, perhaps. But, you know, it's someone that you just got to monitor. So, you taking him or Josh Gordon? Oh, come on. Josh Gordon, for sure. Josh Gordon was practicing with with Tom Brady in the offseason. You know, so he's been building that rapport with him. And last season they were playing together, you know. So yeah, Josh Gordon, that's not a no-brainer. You don't what think kind this, of questions? You don't that, think this bro? helps like, Kyler Murray a little bit? Uh, no, no, not right now. And for you to say what kind of question it is, it let's be real about this: there is less risk involved with Michael Crabtree than there is with Josh Gordon. Right or wrong? What was the like the risk with Michael Crabtree? Is what? There like, is no risk. There's no risk, but, but what risk are you with getting? Josh Gordon? What, like, what is like the best case scenario for Michael Crabtree? Wide receiver three, best case scenario. Exactly, and then Josh Gordon, wide receiver two, or but one. But there's more risk. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. That's why you tell me what, what what kind of question is that? You act like it's a no brainer. No, but there's more risk. There's a lot of risk to Josh Gordon. There's tons of risk. He's probably one of the most riskiest players in the NFL because he's like the one on the most thinnest ice. So last season. <clears throat> I don't care about last last season. last season. He he didn't even touch wide receiver in one numbers for a week. So, neither did Josh Gordon. But what I'm trying to say what? is, it doesn't matter. What Josh I'm saying, Gordon has it doesn't matter. What I'm saying is this: just as, when you tell me like what kind of question is that? The question is because there's risk with Josh Gordon, right or wrong, and there's no risk with Michael Crabtree really, especially for the price you're going to probably pay for Michael Crabtree. D- Josh Gordon's been moving up. Josh Gordon's moving up to like seventh round. You're, you're talking about risk of missing games, right? Risk That's, of missing an entire season. Entire season. But all in all, Crabtree, best case scenario is wide receiver three. Josh Gordon, best case scenario is wide receiver one numbers. I'm answering your question when you tell me what kind of question is that. You look like there's no debate to it. Like there's no debate whatsoever. The debate is the fact that there is risk with Josh Gordon. And there's not much risk with Michael Crabtree. Why, so somebody why did it take so long for Crabtree to sign with a team because he's just. I, I don't know why. I don't know why. I mean, I'm not who's following Michael Crabtree. I mean, we all know, but we all know why it took so long for Josh Gordon to play in the NFL. And this is why there's risk with Josh Gordon. I'm just saying. You just said yourself. There's more risk with Josh Gordon, right? Yes. Okay, so that alone could leave open a question, right? Now, your sure-fired answer is Josh Gordon, but you can't say that there's no question about it. You don't even think about it 100% across the board as Josh Gordon without question. There's question because of Josh Gordon's risk. Best, best case scenario, Crabtree, wide receiver, I right? Get that. So I get I'm he, not. A, he, he's droppable. My, he's my, a droppable My player. argument is not who's better. My argument's not going to who's do better my, my, or is going to end up better or who has the higher ceiling. My argument is the fact that you're saying, like, there's no question about it, and there is a question because Josh Gordon has risk. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I mean? It's not about who's going to end up better. It's not saying that Michael Crabtree might be a better player than him. It's not saying that Michael Crabtree's going to thrive in that offense and he's going to kill right off the bat. It's not saying any of that. It's okay. just that there is that Josh Gordon is also a riskier play because of he could just get suspended, like, by an hour. You know what I mean? That's why there's a question involved. All right. Um, Pete Carroll says DK Metcalf surgery revealing minimal findings and says that the, they'll take things week to week, that we don't have any concerns that he won't get back soon. This, to me, sounds like a bunch of malarkey. That's right. <laughs> I said malarkey. 
Uh, I don't understand how you could like get cut open and it's just like, oh, you'll be back. I mean, we're we're going into week. We're going at the end of the preseason week three. We got one more week of, of the preseason and then it week one. Why they expect him only miss like two weeks after getting his knee cut open? It doesn't sound right to me. No, nah, it doesn't sound right. He's gonna miss a couple of games. What do I know? I'm not a doctor. Once again, here at the Better Fantasy Bureau, we're not. We know our whole thing is that we we don't say that we're experts. We don't say that we're gurus. We don't say that we're like gonna definitely win your league. We just think we're pretty damn good at fantasy football, and we just speak like uh, everyday fantasy sports players because that's what we're here for. Uh, at this point, the Chargers running backs Melvin Gordon holdout is expected to continue into the season. Sources say contracts talks have not progressed as he hoped, and he will continue to train in Florida for the foreseeable future. Uh, are you drafting Melvin Gordon at all this year? Somebody is going to. Uh, at some to, point. He has to fall. He has to fall for me. AJ too. Green's been falling to the fifth. Melvin Gordon's been falling. He's going to fall. So, I mean, where, where, how much does he have to fall to? He has to fall maybe to the fifth round. Fifth round. Fifth round is maybe where, you know, I have to see him. Fifth or sixth. You know, right now he's in the fourth round right now at the beginning. So maybe the fifth, sixth, I, I, like fifth, I think I, I, I'll be able to. Uh, the fifth. <coughs> F-I-F fifth. I played the fifth. <coughs> so the fifth round is probably where I might have, might take a chance with him. But, uh, yeah, fourth still, there's two, there's. There's a lot of players that you could still select in the uh, fourth round. Even right. the fifth round, you know. Right now that's, so, his, that's as low as he's gone. He's like in the middle of the fifth. Yeah, so like in the fifth round right now, you, you're seeing the likes of Philip Lindsay, James White, Sony Michelle, Tevin Coleman, Miles Sanders, Austin Eckler. Yeah, fifth round is where I see. I might him. take him if he goes fifth. Yeah, maybe I might take him there if he falls there. If he doesn't, I think I'm okay with letting him pass because I think he's going to probably. My prediction, my prediction, he's going to miss six weeks, half of the season, right? About six to eight, six weeks, I'd say. I say six. I'm putting it on six. Six. A little less than half the season is going to miss. Yeah, six weeks. Yeah. So, like, but you know, if if you if you if you have him in your team, I think the fifth, sixth round, you know, and you hold on to him, uh, you know, you're he's going to pay dividends. He's going to be an RB one, you know. So that that's only if he comes because, like, look at Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt is going in the eighth, and he's going to miss. You know the first eight games, eight eight games, right? At least, right? And then he has to get into. He won't practice. play till week ten, probably week ten, right? No, no, he won't play till week ten. Week to week ten because they have they have a they have a bye week. He suspended eight games, and they have the bye week. So week nine is the eighth game for him. So week ten he won't play. And he's the bye go, week. Is and he's going seven. on in the eighth round. So if you get Melvin Gordon, and he's only going to miss six games, you know, you get him back week seven. Yeah, because when you're getting, even when you're getting Kareem Hunt, you're getting a backup. He's still going to be a backup. Now, there is chances that he may outshine and outperform Nick Chubb, but it's probably unlikely for this year. That's why I like him. I took him in Dynasty, and I like him better in Dynasty than I do in redrafts. I don't recommend taking him in redrafts, but I'm also not against it because if a person feels like they have a deep enough league or deep enough team where they feel like they're going to have some trade bait towards there, because the only thing is, there's only way I'm looking at, he might give you that playoff push. You know what I mean? He might give you that playoff push. But it's very hard to burn a roster spot for somebody who might give you a playoff push. Hey, maybe if you're in a very, very deep league right now, like we're going to talk about some very deep players that's going on today, uh, you know, it might be somebody that uh, you might want to roster spot. If you have like a very, very deep league, if you have like a 24-team roster spot or whatever, you know. Uh, So moving on to talking about that, the best undrafted team. So these are the players that are going undrafted. That we are looking at. Why is my throat so scratchy all the time when I get down here? I got plenty of water. It's all right. Um, you have like 20 bottles of water back, back Yeah, there. thanks. Thank God my wife doesn't listen to the show. So she doesn't know I have 20 bottles of water lying around in our basement. Um, so, because she'll be very pissed. Whoops. Uh, I joke. I kid. No, it's fine. It's all right. She doesn't listen to the show. It's okay. I, at least I don't think she does. She, she hears. Well, me you know enough. what? This is a good test. We'll find out. She she <laughs> she hears. She hears me every day as it is. I don't think she wants to listen to me talk about. She hears me talk about fantasy football enough. My wife, so I don't blame her. Um, let's start with the quarterbacks, all right? Because it's a little bit thinner here when it comes to the quarterbacks. When you look, at, and we're talking about people that are going after the sixteenth round. These are the people that are going more or less at the sixteenth round or after the sixteenth round. But you know, like around there. 
So let's go with the quarterbacks. Uh, what is a quarterback for you that you like? That once again, this is like if we were drafting and our best undrafted team. So basically, we're going to talk about a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, and a tight end. We'll talk about you know. So you know, or we could just talk about a couple players of each. Either one doesn't matter. So tell me a quarterback that you like that's going undrafted. Andy Dalton. Okay. Andy Dalton, you know. Now, once again, because Andy Dalton is such a disgusting name to say out, it's fine. But I get it, but I understand it. But this is the thing. To remind everybody, this, you know, this is for you if you're in a very, very deep league that somebody you could understand. Uh, look at. Also, these are the names to pay attention to on the waiver wire. These are names that if you're looking, like, especially when it comes to quarterbacks, if you're looking to stream quarterbacks, if you didn't draft a quarterback and you want to just stream them or you take somebody with the very last round, very last pick, or you're in a two QB league, maybe these are some really late QBs that you go for. And or just as best you get because you know we keep talking about all the players you should take, you should take, you should take. These are the players that are not being taken that their name could possibly ring a bell down the line and could mean something down the line. So this is just the things to look out for. You know these are like the handcuffs, the third, the second, you know third string running backs, uh, just players at the end that just to keep an eye out for basically. You know so we're just making it in a fun way that if we made a team of it, you know. So you said Andy Dalton, go on. Yeah, Andy Dalton, you know, he played 12 games last season, and out of the 12 games, he ended up as a quarterback one four times. So, you know, getting a player that is undrafted, you know, becoming a QB one four times, you know, a, a third of of his games is, is not so bad. You know, um, he he has some of the weapons. If Adrian Green comes back, then, you know, things might change. His offensive line is not that great. Uh, it's I, not that bad either. Is Well, yeah, it's, it's not that great. I don't. I don't think it's a good offensive line. They've been beefing it up the past couple of years. The last three first round draft picks all been offensive linemen. Yeah, they've been. Yeah, they've been building it up. So we sh- we shall see. But you know, this is at least a player that you could draft that's not being. You know, I don't know what you want to say. That you could pick up and and you know see what he does, and he might give you a you know a QB one number every now and then. You know. Okay. Um, no, yeah, he's, he's, he's done, he's done well before he's done like serviceable before. I don't know about well, but he's done serviceable before. And, um, I guess, I guess this is definitely a name you could throw out there. There's one name that I like to throw out there, not for nothing. Uh, Nick Foles, Nick Foles to me is definitely a player that is going undrafted. I think he should be drafted. Now I'm not saying in all leagues, there's a lot of quarterbacks I like over him, <clears throat> But but I like Nick Foles. When it comes to the QBs, he has the you know according to the other defenses that we know, and we all know defenses could change like in a year, just like that. Like the Saints, one of the worst defenses in the NFL, and then out of nowhere they became a really really good defense. You know what I mean? Defenses could just change in the drop of a dime. What's up? You about to say something? No, 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 I'm not. Go ahead. Okay, sorry. So then, um, Nick Foles, according uh, you know, it, it seems like he has an easy schedule when it comes to quarterbacks. For quarterbacks to score a lot of points, um. Not the greatest offense out there, but has a you know a couple of serviceable below average wide receivers that aren't you know I mean it's one of the most one of the less best uh, wide receiver cores out there, but still you know it's not like a bunch of horrible names like I know Dee Westbrook's not great. I mean like, he's got like a bunch of wide receiver threes with upside, you know, upside as much as like wide receiver two. So. Um, Still, it's just Nick Foles is definitely with you know he's he's shown before that he could lead a team. I mean, for God's sakes, the guy has a freaking trophy outside of Philadelphia for their first you know that trophy a statue, <laughs> a statue of him. Yeah, built outside of over there. I mean, it's the only championship they won, but still, he has a statue built of himself. It's got to be something good about the guy, right? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, so yeah, Nick Foles is definitely a quarterback that if I had to pick a team of the best undrafted teams, he'd be my QB one for that. All right, good. Uh, let's, so Sam Donald's another guy. He's being drafted in a lot of leagues, but we both like him. But he's being drafted in most leagues. But still yeah, like end him. of the round, he's for the most part going. He's but he's a good a player, you know, coming in his sophomore season. He, he's so far he has a good preseason, you know, uh, so far, and it, it's all in the up enough for him, I think. And he's getting more weapons this season, and you know, obviously they focus on the offensive line, still a, a problem for for the team, but you know. It, he seems like he's going to be a quarterback that's going to be ascending, you know? Yeah. And I mean, you know, I think he's a very good quarterback, and I think he just has a good, pretty good uh, weapons there for the most part, especially with the addition of Le'Veon Bell. Only ho- helps you even more. Moving on to running backs. Uh, what kind of running backs do you like? I'm surprised Chase Edmonds is not being selected. Yeah, he's somebody on my list, yeah. A player that is the handcuff for David Johnson, you know, for the Arizona Cardinals who's going to – 
see abundance of snaps. You know, I, I don't see David Johnson getting all those touches. You know, if he's going to get 250 touches, there's still going to be a good amount that Chase Edmonds could touch. You know, it could be maybe five, ten. So he's it's not a good amount. But you he, mean it's gonna be he, a, there's going to be some, not yeah, a good amount. No, I'm not saying that in, in, in a 12-team league, it, 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 it's, it's going to make an impact. But in a deep, deep league, you know, five touches, ten touches, that's... That that could pay, that could pay dividends, you know. For a, he's going to be involved, yeah, like in some way. Like I said, I don't. I don't want to. I don't know the word "good amount of touches." I'm not talking about he's going to be a flex player. He, by know? by all means, no, I'm, not say, I'm not suggesting that he's going to be a good flex option. No, no, no. With none of none of these players that we're talking about are suggested to be good flex options. None of these players are that we're talking about. They're just still the names that are like honorable mentions that are going undrafted in a sense, you know. Yeah, and you know he's just one injury away, you know, David Johnson to become. That's the, the, the biggest the thing. About about Chase, Chase Edmonds, yeah, is that the big thing is, is that he's the running back too. He is definitely the handcuff. If you are a David Johnson owner, uh, make sure you grab yourself Chase Edmonds with maybe your last pick in the draft because uh, he's not even going drafted and he should be there. He's definitely somebody I had on my list. Uh, another guy I have on my list, but he's been moving up in the rankings. I guess people have been listening. I mean, I guess a lot of people actually do listen to the show because I'm seeing the rankings actually went from being undrafted to now going drafted in like the 15th round. Uh, Malcolm Brown. Malcolm Brown should definitely be drafted because of the fact that a lot of people just think it's Darrell Henderson. Darrell Henderson is going to be the pure handcuff to Todd Gurley. That is not the case. I have said it before. I will say it again. Malcolm Brown is going to be the handcuff. He is going to be involved. Is Darrell Henderson going to be there? <clears throat> Absolutely, Darrell Henderson is going to be a part of that team. He's going to be there. But Malcolm Brown is going to be the featured back with Darrell Henderson also involved. And Darrell Henderson costs way more than Malcolm Brown does. Malcolm Brown was going undrafted for a long time until I saw this previous week. Uh, you know, the CJ Anderson was doing good for them. They let go of CJ Anderson. Malcolm Brown was re-signed. That's why they even let go of CJ Anderson. So they like him there. He's going to be that handcuff. And he's going 15th round for the most part now, but he was going undrafted for a long time. That, so. That's good. That's a good option right there. And I know you've been a Malcolm Brown advocate for a while. Um, so, yeah, he's good. You know, there's upside just in case, you know, Todd Gurley doesn't get that amount of snaps, you know, or he gets, you know, <coughs> injured again. So, yeah, I like I like that. Uh, Excuse me for coughing so much. That seems like thing. I do like almost every episode now. Uh, lately. Uh, another player that I like, right, is Brian Hill of the Atlanta Fa- Falcons. Nah. I like him. Who's going to be the second? Uh, Edel Smith. Edel Smith. Brian has, Hill hasn't been doing good in preseason. What are you talking about? He had 92 yards, one touchdown. Compared to Edel Smith. total in three weeks, but he hasn't been doing that well. Edel Smith, in 12 carries, only had 26 yards. Yeah, they're not using him too much. You know, and last season, he didn't look good. You know, Brian Hill, he's an explosive player. And, you know, he he has shown it preseason. And he might take the job from Edel Smith. I doubt it. Well, People should monitor that closely. That's fine. And I'm, okay, I'm, see- I'm okay with the suggestion. I'm just saying I doubt it. I'm not. I'm not mad about it. Like you know, you make suggestions about drafting Devontae Parker, and I'm mad about that. You know what I mean? Like I'm not mad about. I'm mad about that. I'm not mad about the suggestion of Brian Hill. <laughs> All right. So Brian Hill, you know, it's worth a shot. You're talking about a, a, a good offense, a great offense, and if he if he ends up being the second string, you know, they might be able to use him. Some, something close like what Tevin Coleman was for the Falcons. And, you know, he, he might potentially be a flex player if he takes the job from Edel Smith. So, and once again, it's like, you know, when you listen to these these terrible, I mean, it's even hard to spit these names out. We're like, but, who's this? Who's but, that? But once again, if, even if you wanted to be a little bold and with your last pick, you know, you you know, you you already took your quarter, you already took your quarterback, your defense, your kicker, and with your last pick, you want to take somebody that's not going drafted and be like, watch, watch. You know, when you have your your live drafts and they have this, you know, you have to get the white sticker out or you have to write it on because they don't have a sticker for that player's name. Like these are some names that sometimes, hey, they might pull something out. You know, like so. This is just these super deep. Uh, another guy that I wanted to mention. Uh, there's a couple of more running backs that I have. Yeah, go ahead, uh, Mike Boone. Mike Boone, I got stuck. Alexander got Madison shit. is the main back. He's a feature back. If you read about it now, preseason-wise, you look about it, Mike Boone has been doing really, really well in the preseason. He's been doing really, really well. But Alexander Madison is that featured back. He is that handcuff. 
I have been preaching about Alexander Madison. I have been saying about Alexander Madison as a sleeper. I know we did our sleepers, keepers, and weepers show, and Alexander Madison is definitely a sleeper, not so much as a keeper because of the fact that see, like Darwin Thompson to me is a keeper because I think next year Darwin Thompson could be the starting back for the Kansas City Chiefs. So that's why he has keeper value. Alexander Madison, even if the, even if Dalvin Cook gets hurt again this year, he's still going to be that guy for the Vikings next year. So he's not going to be a starter guy next year. So Dalvin Cook. I mean, I'm sorry, Mike Boone uh, is like, I guess, not so much the handcuff to Alexander Madison, but I think that Dalvin Cook will not play a full season. He's one of my busts this year. And Alexander Madison will take over with Mike Boone sprinkled in. He'll probably get the third down back, and he'll be featured in there if Dalvin Cook tends to go down. Maybe he'll get some goal line work because he's been doing really well. And, you know, he may even compete to share with Alexander Madison. I think that's his ceiling. I doubt it's going to be that because I think Alexander Madison is a very good running back. But Mike Boone is definitely a name that you want to at least consider somewhere. Another player for the Vikings, uh, CJ Ham. Uh, news came out that he's been getting third down work with the first offense. Yeah, so him and Mike Boone might, you know, that that's kind of just bringing down my Mike Boone talk. No, 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 no. But <laughs> no I know what you mean. I know, I'm just messing with you. We're going deep right here. So, uh, you know, if, if you like what you have seen on tape with Mike Boone, and pre, especially in preseason, he's been booning. <laughs> uh, booning. He's been booning. So, uh, you know, he he's a player that I like. I, I bought shares for him. I have him in multiple leagues. And I, but you know, if you look at CJ Ham, if you've been a uh, uh, you know if you're if you're a CJ Ham, you know fan from college, then you know you might you know take some shares for him too. But anyway, yeah, I won't. But uh, two more names that I want to. Do you have anybody else running back you want to talk about or no? Name, name your next one. Go ahead. I got, I got another one, but go ahead. another one that goes a lot of times undrafted. I don't know, but he's still going to be involved in that offense one way or another. If you're in like a, you know, I know, I think one of my boys is like in a 16 team league that's like 24 rounds, something like that. Mike Davis, take a shot on Mike Davis. Yeah, he's still going to get involved. Watch him get those vulture goal line works like Robert Turbin did, um, Turbine whatever did when he played for the for the Colts and. Uh, I think it was the Colts we played for. He was oh no, the Chargers when he was vulturing touchdowns. You know, like hey. Take a shot. You know, like, I mean, like, I'm not saying to go ahead and draft him, but your last round pick or in extremely deep leagues, you know, for undies, undies, he's going undrafted. In 12-team leagues, he's going undrafted, Mike Davis. And they've been saying that he's still going to be involved in that offense, even though with the greatness of David Montgomery exploding and his stock rising, 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 rising because of what's been doing preseason, that he didn't even play preseason the last game against the Giants because of the fact that they know they're going to have him. He's probably going to be their starter. And Tariq Cohen is definitely going to be involved in there. So with that, I mean, and Mike Boone's still going to be involved somehow. So he's another one to think about, about these undrafted players. I love Mike Davis. Mike Davis was RB1 last season three times. Uh-huh. And RB2, uh, I think, three times as well. So, you know, I mentioned I mentioned uh, in previous shows about how Rashad Penny might have a better take-up, you know, it, he, he might have a better performance this season because there's a big void in in yards that Mike Davis had. He had over 500 yards last season. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about a player that was very efficient for the Se- uh, Seattle Seahawks that now goes to the, the Bears. And, and you know, there's a void to be uh, filled with Jordan Howard. I know, I know Montgomery is the guy, but... One injury away, you know, you're talking about this guy that was very efficient last season that could be, excel in in the Chicago Bears offense as well. I like that. I like that pick a lot. What other what other person you have? Another player I have is you know I'm looking at handcuffs now. Is just Benny Snell Jr. I know Jalen Samuels is the next one if James if James Conner uh, gets hurt, but you know you, you never know if it does. You know, Jalen Samuels hasn't proven it yet. So if he struggles. They might take a chance with the other running back that they drafted this season. And Benny Snell Jr. is that guy. Why not? You know, you're talking about a Steelers offense that dedicate dedicate the running back and give them all, you know, 80% of the shares uh, to run. So if Jalen Samuels doesn't pan out, then you have Benny Snell that will be the next one up. And, you know, he might pay dividends. So, you know, he, he's a guy that is a handcuff, you know, that a deep, deep handcuff. To your handcuff. <laughs> to to, to uh, James Conner and Jalen Samuels. But you're talking about a Steelers offense that really dedicate their offense around the running back and gives them a lot of uh, snaps. Uh, one guy that did one straight handcuff, like he's the actual handcuff, and he's going 100% undrafted, which is definitely weird. Alfred Blue. 
Alpha Blue is definitely somebody that I'm looking at. He's he's ahead in the depth charts than um, Raquel Armstrong, whatever his name is. I don't even know his name. I can't even pronounce it. But um, didn't he get hurt though? No, no. All right, no. All right. Alpha Blue is uh is is you know he's gonna 100 percent be involved. He's gonna you know no more TJ Yeldon there. Leonard Fournette that we know is an injury prone player. He has that injury prone tag. And Alfred Blue is somebody that's gonna step up and get that you know work. I mean, he's definitely gonna be I mean, once once Leonard Fournette gets hurt, he's gonna be a big uh, waiver wire pickup. Not because he's a great player. I mean, he has experience, but it's just because he's gonna be the guy that's gonna be the feature back. Uh, let's move on to wide receivers. Uh, One more, Jamal Williams for the Packers. He's being, he's being drafted. No, he's not. He's being undrafted. No, he's not. Just he's no, he's not drafted. Where he's at? Look he's being him. drafted, bro. I'm telling look, you, he's look, being drafted. Look for him. I'll, I'll find him later. We're wasting too much time, but right, I'm ahead. telling you, he's being drafted 100. Um, he's definitely going drafted somewhere like in like the 11th round, something like that. I'm telling you, I've seen him there before, bro. 100. Right. Uh, moving on to the wide receivers now. Wide receivers going. Um, so what, what wide receiver do you have that you like to talk about? While I look for up where he's going. A wide receiver I like is uh, that's going on draft is Muhammad Sanu. You're talking about the, you're talking about the wide receiver three for that offense. You know, one injury away with Julio Jones or uh, Calvin Ridley, they're talking about, you know, instantly the wide receiver two for that offense. Uh, you know, he's he doesn't give you wild numbers. He's not a gaudy, you know, he doesn't give you gaudy numbers, but he is consistent with his production. He's going undrafted. He's a guy that you could get for nothing. And, you know, he you would be satisfied because he's at least going to be playing in every game. Um, another guy that I have here for wide receivers, right, is um, it's it's crazy. I have I have two players from the Dolphins. It's weird, but one of them I'm mean, kind of obvious to me is Albert Wilson. Albert Wilson has shown some flash in the pan last last year. He has shown that he has had some serviceable games. Anybody now? I think it's easy to agree with this. The team with the least amount of drafted players is the Dolphins. Right or wrong? Yeah. I think they have the least amount of drafting players. I mean, when you think about the Dolphins, you think about drafting Kalen Balaj, possibly, uh, you know, Kenny Stills, maybe Kenyon Drake, but that's about it. Maybe Kalen Balaj and Kenyon Drake are the only two people that people think about drafting. I, I, I like Kalen Balaj. Devonta Parker, me. Oh, God. <laughs> <clears throat> but, um, but, yeah, I mean, so so Albert Wilson has shown that he has been a serviceable wide receiver. He is, you know, last year he was played in a couple of games. I mean, remember the miracle of Miami and that, you know, like with against the Patriots the last time. But Albert Wilson, you know, before he got hurt, he was doing pretty good last year. He wasn't doing that bad. You know, he's a definite when, when he plays and he's healthy. If he's involved, he's definitely flex worthy wide receiver too at best at terribly best but flex worthy you know wide receiver that he's been playing Albert Wilson he's been going undrafted and it, it's somebody that you know if you're looking for like those deep shots those deep leagues last picks that you know are gonna be sleepers that you're gonna be a wave wire pickup and you don't want nobody to pick him up Albert Wilson somebody to look at yeah I like Albert Wilson I select him I got a couple of shares of him in dynasty of course you know those are you know because talking about deep deep places places and leagues uh you're talking about a player that he was wide receiver one twice last season, you know, in a horrible offense. So, yeah, uh, he he's a guy that I like as well. Yeah, that's a good selection there. Uh, what are the wide receivers? Terry McLaurin. He's he's a wide receiver for the Redskins. Oh, yeah. uh, he played with Dwayne Haskins in Ohio State. So he has the rapport with Dwayne Haskins. But Dwayne Haskins does not look like he's starting. Nah, but eventually, you know, if you're looking full uh, season long, you're talking about a player that might pay dividends and, you know, play, play. you know, his workout metrics was, it was off the charts. It was, uh, you know, 95th percentile in, 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 you know, in sparks. So he, he's a player that has the rapport with him. You know, if Dwayne Haskins ends up starting, he's going to start sooner or later, you know, in the season. Uh, he's, he's a player that, you know, might, you know, immediately make an impact with Dwayne Haskins. As the quarterback, um, another player that I like for the wide receivers uh, part here, not for nothing. Uh, it's he's only going to he's going to be involved from the start of the season. Start of the season is going to be involved. That's hundred percent, and he's going undrafted. Cody Latimer, Cody Latimer is going to be involved right away. I mean, Sterling Shepard. I know he's going to be ready for Week One. They're saying um, Golden Tate spent it for four games though, but if but he's going to be like the wide receiver two, wide receiver three at worst for that team, maybe behind Benny. Benny Fowler, 
But he's been a year in this offense already. He played last year for the Giants. And I think that he's going to play, you know, be the starting wide receiver, too, for that league. I mean, you know, we you know that the, 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 the targets are going to go to Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, and um, Saquon Barkley. <clears throat> All those targets are going to go for them. But Cody Latimer might be the wide receiver, too. You're talking about a wide receiver, too, that's going undrafted for a team that's offensive line has beefed up a bit. You know what I mean? So it's not the greatest offense. We know that we're not expecting too much from the offense besides Evan Ingram and Saquon Barkley for this team. But the offensive line has been improved a lot and it improved last year. I think it improved even more this year off in the off season. So Cody Latimer, they're going to give Eli a little more protection. He's going to probably find them. You know what I mean? And you know, we've Daniel Jones even starts to play, but you know, it's still I think Eli could probably find him here and there. So that's not a terrible pick to take with your last pick. You know what I mean? Or really deep, deep, deep in the leagues. Cody Latimer is somebody to look at. Another player I like is David Moore, especially now with DK Metcalf's injury. David Moore is on my list. Yeah. The, you know, I, I mentioned him in previous episode. This is a guy that hit wide receiver two numbers a couple of times. And uh, he's, it seems like he's going to be the wide receiver two for that offense. So he's definitely going to get, he's going to get snaps. And, you know, if if DK Metcalf, we don't know if he will come back. You know, like how long will it take? It might take two weeks, four weeks. Who knows? You know, it's undetermined at the moment. You know, so yep. David Moore. You know, you could get him for nothing. You know, might as well take a shot with him. You know, he already had a year with Russell Wilson. Yep. So the he made, he made some noise in like a couple of games here and there, a little couple of moments, not season long time, but a couple of moments he made some noise. I had David Moore on my list, and uh, they said I had two Dolphins on my list. The other guy talking about Preston Williams, he's been doing really well in the preseason, and he's showing uh, some real like they're really, they're really loving him over there. So you never know with a terrible offense in a season that you don't expect much, and with the gunslinger that is uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, that's not going to care just you know throw the ball all over the place. I mean. Preston Williams possibly may make some noise. Uh, let's go over this real quick, and then we'll go into the draft tactics. So uh, Darren Williams is a tight end that I am looking at. Darren Wallen, excuse me, not Williams. Pardon me. Darren Waller. Wallen. Waller? Wallen. I forget my spelling wrong. Waller. Waller. Okay, sorry. Yeah, it is Waller. Sorry, I wrote it wrong. Darren Waller. I'm talking about I'm looking at the guy. I can't even get his name right. Darren Waller is over here. Uh, you know, you watch Hard Knocks. You you. You know, you, you follow it. He's been making some noise over there. They're saying they've been really impressive during their training camp. He's been doing really well. Jared Cook last year did well. So why not Darren Waller if you're looking for a tight end? You know, you didn't draft one at all. If you didn't draft one at all and you're taking a tight end with your last pick and every other one that you know is gone, undrafted tight ends, Darren Waller is definitely a pick. Uh, uh, a pick that I like is Chris Herndon. Now, he was... He's splendid, though. Huh? He's I, know, I know he's suspended four games. Now... Now, hear me out, right? I'm listening. He, he was tight end number one like five times last season, so. right? And what you could do is draft another uh, 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 tight end that's going deep, Jeff Swain, at the beginning. You could patch him up. He has a good first-week matchup against the Chiefs. Uh, Jeff Swain is a tight end for the Jaguars. Nick Foles, well, we know he likes to throw to his tight ends. So there might be a shot where, you know, he he, he might be good for a couple of games, but then, you know, he, he, he could spot you four games, and then next thing you know, you, you have Chris Herdon that comes off suspension, and then you could just play him later on. Uh, I guess. I don't know. I guess. Um, Will Disley's another tight end that I liked. I mean, you know, he, he, did, he didn't do that bad. I mean, if you look at his first game that he had with um, – with the Seahawks, I'll pull up the numbers right now. I should have had that ready. But before he got hurt, because so many wide you know, so many tight ends got hurt last year. Before he got hurt, he did fairly well. I even had him on my team, and I was even playing him last year because I had Delaney Walker that got hurt. And with Delaney Walker hurt, I was streaming guys like Will Disley. I mean, if you look at last year alone, right? Uh, in his in his, in his first game. What 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 would happen here? I'm looking at yeah like oh he had five targets three receptions for 105 yards and a touchdown, you know his uh, <clears throat> second game he got five targets three targets the game after that and, you know a touchdown the second game so he got hurt after the first four weeks but he's back to full health you know he had a long time to recover and he showed to have some decent enough rapport for the you know for him to at least be streamer worthy you know so Will Disley said the court, uh, tight end that I like now that Andrew Luck we don't know when he will be back if he'll be back week one week two who knows. Jacoby Brissett is going to be the quarterback. A tight end that you should target that's going undrafted is Jack Doyle. He's not going undrafted. Yes, he is. All right, maybe. I'm not looking back at it. All right, so he was tight end number one with Jack Doyle, I mean with Jacoby Brissett in 2017, eight times. 
So half of the season, he was tight end number one. So this is a player undrafted that you could select, especially with Jacoby Brissett being the starting quarterback at the beginning uh, until Andrew Luck comes back. Uh, he, he's definitely going to pay dividends at the beginning of the season until Andrew Luck comes, and, you know, it might switch after that. Um, <clears throat> all right, that's as far as it goes. It's for, like, the best undrafted team. So these are players, uh, once again, that we are – recommending for you guys not recommending but just at least to keep an eye out look out if you're in a super deep league if you want to take a deep um you know chance on um on somebody with the, you know, your last round pick or something like that these are players that you definitely want to look at let's go into draft tactics uh our tips about drafting we talked about it once real quick in a couple of edition a couple of shows before my number one draft tip my number number one draft tip should I start that way or should I start from the ground up? Nah, I'll start with my number one. I'll start with my number one draft tip. My number one draft tip, mock draft a lot. That is the biggest tip I could give to anybody when they draft is to mock draft a ton. Remember I said with the sleep wrap, you could do a mock draft within like five minutes, 10 minutes, you could do a mock draft. Definitely mock draft a lot, a lot, a lot. It is important to mock draft. It is important to see you know, for you to test out things that you don't know what's going to happen. Like, you know, you want to be like, all right, what happens if I take a running back here? What happens if I go running back heavy? What happens if I go wide receiver heavy? Where are these players going? Want to mock draft a lot. It's it's the biggest thing I do every year. The biggest tool that I have is I mock draft a lot, and I recommend everybody to do their mocks at all times. Uh, My number one is if you have been doing your research, and obviously if you've been mocking, you've been doing a lot of mock drafts, during the season and the draft comes draft the players that you like, you know, don't, don't become a slave to the ADP. You, you have your players that you like, you know, select them. You know, if you feel like you're going to jump for them, it, it doesn't matter. You like them, you like them. So that, that, that's my, my tip. Sometimes people become a slave to the ADP and they're like, Oh no, I'm not going to reach out, reach for this guy or this guy is too much of a value and they end up selecting them. Yeah, no, that was definitely one of my points even that I wrote also about, like, uh, you know, take the ones you want to go back, especially if you feel like you have to reach because you think the guy's not going to come back to you, somebody you love. I mean, listen, you and I argue a ton on the show, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, that's all about fantasy sports, all about arguing. And as I say a ton of times, we're not experts. You know what I mean? We're not gurus. We just lovers of the game, lovers of fantasy sports. And remember, the whole tagline for this podcast is for the everyday fantasy sports player. That's what we're here for, for somebody who just loves it as much as we do, plays every day like we do. And... <clears throat> My throat is killing me. And, um, yeah, so, you know, but go for the guys you want. Go for who you like. I disagree. You know, you want to go for Devontae Parker, Marchetti? Go ahead. You're going to leave somebody else there for me. No, no problem, you know. But go for the guys you want, definitely. Don't be a slave to the rankings. Don't be a slave to the ADP. Go for who you want. Uh, another one of my um, draft tips is definitely to know your league settings. It changes the rankings and the values of the players. Know your league settings. If it's... um. Six touchdowns for a passing quarterback, not for nothing, to me, gives Pat Mahomes even more value. Uh, if it's, you know, six, you know, you get six. It gives, it gives quarterbacks more value. It so gives quarterbacks in general more value. So, like, us saying, hey, go late on a quarterback, this is when, you know, this You might, might have to go a little earlier. Yeah, yeah because we go, well, you know, to get the surefire guys, I mean, there's a bunch of surefire guys and quarterbacks, but still, the point is that know your league settings. If you have, like, you know, it know the defenses. Like if the defense, like you take away a ton of points, like for the first touchdown they scored, maybe you want to spend a higher draft pick on that elite defense. You know what I mean? If you, um, if it's like ten points for every ten passing yards, which which one point? Excuse me, one point for every ten passing yards. Ten points for every ten passing yards. That's crazy. That is an insane amount of points scoring 300 on three <laughs> hundred points for your quarterback alone. <laughs> but uh, you know, like it's if you have like one point for every ten yards that they're throwing, or if you have like um. You know, a point they taken away for every incomplete pass, or if they give you those bonuses, if you have a running back that after he rushes for a, for the century mark, after rushes a hundred yards, you get an extra five points or an extra two points, whatever it is. Know your league settings. It makes players more valuable. It changes the rankings a bit. It changes the values of player. Know your league settings. Study them and don't ignore them. No, like like for example, I got a draft this Sunday, and uh, I told them to change it, but I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to keep it that way. They have. Way too many wide receivers they're playing. So the roster spot for this lead that I'm drafting on on Sunday is uh, a quarterback, two running backs, 
and they took out the kicker to add two flex, to add extra flex spot. That's fine. But it's three wide receivers and two flex spots. In both flex spots, you could play a wide receiver. So you're telling me that's five wide receivers you could roster and play. So in that league, you have to draft a lot of wide receivers. I'm, I already told. I already told him this. I, I recommended. Listen, you want an extra extra flex spot? I get that, but I would take away the third wide receiver. That's too much. And if you keep this, just guys, know I'm drafting a lot of wide receivers. I'm going wide receiver heavy in this yeah. draft. So, uh, with with yeah, with that being said, just you know, know your league settings, know your league rules, and it'll teach you how to draft. Not teach you how to draft, but they know how to draft when you do your mocks according to your league settings. Uh, and another point with the league settings, you got to look at your roster cap because sometimes there's uh, leagues that have caps on positions. Yep. yep. So, like, you can, you can only select five running backs. So, like, let's say if you've been strategizing to draft seven running backs, you, you cannot do it in, in, in that league because you're capped. You know, so you, you, you have to look at, you know, the draft, you know, what was the cap on the position? Sometimes is you know, two quarterbacks is the most you can select. Uh, one tight end or two tight end. You have to look at that as well. But um, yeah, and it's and, and just remember with the sleeper app, it's always great because you can literally just put in like all right, in your in your mock draft, you could change the setting. All right, so I have three wide receivers and two flex spots, and you know, and you could change the settings, and it will literally just reevaluate everybody according to the settings. Um, what's another tip you have? Another tip I have right is draft as many running backs. As you can. Unless it's your league settings where I'm talking oh, yeah. about three wide receivers. Yeah, unless it's to uh, But to me, like, let's say if it's just standard, you know, like PPR, you know, it's, it's pretty much standard league, you know, nothing exotic as far as the rules are concerned. I, I say, listen, there's it's just like there's uh, in, in baseball, what's the saying? Like, uh, there's not enough pitchers. There's always to have or something like that. And running back, like in, in football, you can never have enough running backs. Running backs, one thing we know is that they do get injured. And if you draft as many running backs as you can, you, you never know who's next next up and who could be, become that boom running back that could win your league, you know? And that ha- has happened year, year in, year out. There's always those very few running backs that no one talks about that comes into the scene and become we, uh, league winners. So... You know, just draft as many running backs as you can. That's my my tactic. Yeah, it's not necessarily my tactic, really, because I you know I write about the zero RB approach, and it's worked for me plenty of times. I mean, I've won a good amount of leagues, not every league, of course. Well, but. Uh, just to expound on that. I'm not saying to draft early on running backs. You know, you could you could start yeah, drafting, but I don't know. You could start drafting running backs. In, as late as the fifth, I just, sixth round. I just feel like just get the best player available and have a balanced team. I mean, by the end of my roster, I, by the end of my draft, I usually have like the same amount of running backs, the same amount of wide receivers. You know, I don't have an abundance of one more than the other. So, okay, I don't try to make it an, an effort to make sure I get these running backs. You know, um, that's, that's once again just you know that's uh, your own personal tactic. It's not necessarily mine, but uh, you know, take it as you go. Like I said, we're just you know, for everyday fantasy sports players, bro. Uh, another one I said is that know and study your depth chart. That's a big one. Understand the depth chart. Know the depth chart. Like I said, Alfred Blue is ahead of the depth chart. Uh, Darwin Thompson moves ahead of the depth chart. You know, like know these players on the depth chart to know who's going where. Like Cody Latimer, see where he's going in the depth chart. You know, like know these players so you'll know who is going to make the faster impact and who's going to be up next so you could be ahead of the game. Study the depth charts for uh, these NFL teams. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, what else you have? As far as injuries, right? Just, you know, if you're going to draft a player that's injured, just know what type of injury it is and how long it will take. Uh, you know, like, for instance, let's say you was in love with DK Metcalf and you still want to draft DK Metcalf. You just got to know, like, you know, just put a little bit more, you know, uh, research on that and see if it's some a player that you, you know, are willing to spend that draft capital on, you know, or like an Andrew Luck, you know? So sometimes... Sometimes you know you you draft these players thinking that they'll come, but next thing you know, come they they, they play they don't play for the season or they don't, they don't play for ten games, you know, and that will really hurt your, you know, it will put you behind behind a lot uh, when it comes into in season play. Uh, another big um, advice I want to give everybody, and this is whether you're doing online drafts or live drafts, which I personally recommend people do live drafts. I mean, I know it's hard sometimes to get everybody together. Uh, luckily in the league you and I are in, it's not. It's always the same day. It's always the Wednesday before the first Thursday game. And the same thing with the other league I run, it's either the Monday or the Sunday before Labor Day. It's always one of those two days, and it's <clears throat> never that tough to really get people together, at least for those two situations. But uh, pay attention at your draft. 
pay attention. You have no money. You know, it happens every year with the live draft, especially they say, it's like, ah, is Surly Shepard still available? You know what I mean? Like, oh, is is Aaron Rodgers still there? He was taken three rounds ago. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's like players were just taken, you know, long time ago. Like, ah, you know, like, and, and and that's the worst thing. Like, like, for example, like if you're waiting for somebody like, let's say, a Kalen Balaj, like, all right, cool, I'm going to take in this round. I'm going to take Marvin Jones because I'll get Kalen Balaj in the next round. That's awesome. But Kalen Balaj went like three picks before you and you weren't paying attention. And then you go, Kalen Balaj, gone. Ah, right, it just messes up your whole thing. Then it makes the draft go longer. And it's even, but still, pay attention on the online drafts. You never know. Sometimes you're, just, you're, you're looking through your cues, you're looking to set up your cues. And then, you know, the live draft, you know, in, in, in the online draft, it's time for you to pick and you can't find that one player because he's already gone and then it's already set on the clock and then boom, you know, they auto pick for you. So it's, you know, and then they say, you know, you got you to text the commission, you got to tell the commission to bring the clock back. The clock goes back. I was like, whoa, what are you doing? It's a big conundrum. It's a whole annoying thing. It's even more annoying, too, when you're shouting out names. Is so-and-so still available at a live draft? And then maybe it's a player that nobody really realized. And maybe you're not, you know, saying out like, is Robbie Anderson still there? And people like forgot about Robbie Anderson. Oh, you know what? That might be a good pick for me because that's happened to me before, where somebody at the at a on, at a live draft. Like I, I remember this is like a couple years ago. And you, you learned your lesson. I didn't do this. Okay, all right. I didn't do this as a couple of years. Let me get to the story. A couple of years ago, um, I would I I had like a really bad draft. It was like just like a bad situation. A bunch of players that were taken away from me that I wasn't prepared for. This is like about like four or five years ago. Sniped. Yeah, I was getting sniped. <laughs> then what happened was I was I needed a, a wide receiver, and then Golden Tate was coming around, and I really wanted Golden. This when Golden Tate was the main guy. He was like the number one. He was doing you know he was a really good player. And he was is this coming, with the uh, Lions or the Lions, Seahawks? All Lions. Right. Lions. Yeah. So this one he was, he was doing really well. I think it was Lions. Or I don't remember. Probably Lions. Anyways, the point is he was doing really well. He was like wide receiver two. He, he was like worthy enough of like a fourth round pick at this point. So he's coming around waiting for him to come by. And the guy before me that's picking and then somebody else that wasn't picking, he just yelled out, is Golden Tate still available? And everyone's like, yeah. And the guy's like, oh, Golden Tate's still there? Oh, you know what? I'll take him. And he took Golden Tate right before me. Because somebody Whoa. else yelled it out, asked if he was still available. So that sounds like a pet peeve. That's huge pet peeve. But the point I don't is know that if this is a draft tactic. <laughs> no, the point of the draft tactic is pay attention to your draft. All right, all right. Pay attention. Pay attention, especially when it comes to who you're picking next and who you're going to wait for. Because you do your mock drafts, because you study your Jeff Tart, your depth charts, because you do your own rankings and you see where your players are falling. Pay attention at your drafts. All right. Good. Good. Anything else? No. <laughs> no, but definitely mock, 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 mock. Yes, that's a big, big advice. It, it, it helps a lot. Trust me, it, it prepares you. It will definitely prepare you when you get sniped. Who's the next player that you like after that? Definitely you know? mock draft a lot. Once again, party people, keep hitting us up for any one of your draft questions at BNB Podcast for Twitter, Instagram. Hit us up any given time. And uh, success nonetheless. Big draft weekends are coming up next week. We got another three shows. Preparing you as much as we can before the football season starts. Success with the last party, people. Peace. Bye, BFA.